0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews. It's the best selection of beer anywhere. They got wine coolers. Maybe that's your preference. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. They have six great flavors of slushies. Six great flavors of slushies. And also, the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. It is all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Best and in pre owned inventory, all, by the way, with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Now that's got teeth. That means something. All right? It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so our play-by-play call of the day, by the way, deals with last night, and they refer to it as a questionable Check swing call last night. Well, it was all of that. Two strikes. And Flores, did he go? He did! And the game ends! A swinging strike three! Gabe Morales rings him up. The game is over. And the Los Angeles Dodgers are headed to the National League Championship Series. Generation. I didn't think he went on the slider from Max. Gabe Morales thought he did. Boy, what a way to end the game! This. Oh, oh man, boy, that's bad. I don't think he went. That's bad. Can't end the game that way. But it's over. It's not revealable It's in the books. Max Scherzer. Closes it out for the Dodgers. Good, solid, honest commentary by Brian Anderson and by Ron Darling on TBS last night. Um, And that is, you know, that was, well, I think we've already talked about the fact it's wrong. So it was wrong. Oh, well. So the Dodgers will take on the Braves next. But that is your play-by-play call of the day. Tomorrow, Georgia will take on Kentucky. It is one of the, quote, marquee games of the weekend because both teams are undefeated. Georgia's ranked number one. I think Kentucky's 11 undefeated, which is great. Uh, And, of course, we all know who the quarterback at Kentucky is. We all know it's Will Levis. I got it. And we all know that. Uh, Will, when he was here, I think he got a B or a B plus. I think it was a B in his very first class here at Penn State. And they got nothing but A's after that. Nothing but A's. After it, phenomenal. So he had a three point nine, whatever plus, whatever, and so, and as a quarterback, and I've talked about this many times, um, about. Will's is a quarterback, I've talked about him we all know he could run big, strong powerful young man and has a, really I think has a terrific release and a strong arm now what is, what's the difference for him, the difference for him moving forward, to be honest with you deals with Will is not somebody who puts great touch on the ball okay. He's not one that gets over the linebacker gets over whatever he can get a little more bark on it, all right? That's always been to me what if you're going to pick out something that held him back, it would be that. All right. In terms of a separator. And he's gone to Kentucky and he's been able to fulfill a lot of his dreams of being a starting college quarterback. He's played very well this year. It is then brought up the question, and it's a legitimate question. Nothing wrong with this question at all. Now, why not get a transfer portal quarterback as a backup? It's fair. Because keeping Will as the backup. While a possibility wasn't realistic, and one answer is exactly the same as the other. Will Love is transferring is also the same answer. When it comes to why not get a transfer quarterback as a backup, they're the same answer. You're saying, how oh, are they the same answer? Why did Will leave? Will wanted to be a starting quarterback in college in all likelihood the first realistic opportunity for him here would have been next year, 2022 he wanted to be a starting quarterback now can't blame him take Derek Tangelo Derek Tangelo transfers from Duke to Penn State Antonio Shelton had transferred out there were no 6th year guys coming back here transfers out, goes to Florida, there's a spot. But Penn State will play four, sometimes five, defensive tackles. All right, what about Arnold Abikati? Transfers from Temple to Penn State. Ends up being the starting defensive end. But Penn State plays four and sometimes five defensive ends. Only one person plays quarterback. It's not like a wide receiver coming in and gets into the rotation of four or five guys and is in the rotation and playing right away. It's just not the way it is. College, one quarterback. I'm going to venture to say that 90-plus percent of quarterbacks who transfer are transferring to be the starter. You don't see somebody who is the backup quarterback transferring someplace else to be the backup quarterback. That doesn't make them. I mean, in the world of common sense. There is no common sense to that, unless you've got a really bad situation at the place you're in. You know, whether with the coaching staff or whatever it may be. So when Joe Burrow, you know, Barrett's the starting quarterback. Urban Meyer's not going to budge off Barrett as a starter. And so Burrow's locked into the second spot. He goes to LSU. Now, people forget, at LSU, Joe Burrow, his first year there, he was good. But he wasn't great. He was good. I mean, Everybody thinks he went to LSU in both years. He was phenomenal at LSU. And that's not true. He was good his year at LSU, his first year. All right? I mean, what do you think his completion percentage was at LSU his first year? How about, you know, like okay, I'll tell you what his senior what his senior year was. Okay? Right? His senior year he was seventy-six percent. 5,671 yards, 60 touchdowns, six interceptions. Okay. Now remember, 76, 56, 71, 60 touchdowns, six interceptions. Well, the year before, when they went 10 and 3, he completed 58% of his passes. 2,894 yards, 16 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. So in two extra games, he had one more interception. He had 44 more touchdown passes. He had 2,800 more yards passing. And his completion percentage was 18 points higher. So when he went to LSU, again, as a junior, he was good. As a senior, he was awesome. I think people sort of forget that, but he transfers. He transfers because he's not going to pass out Barrett. He's not going to. So he you go someplace where he can start. LSU, J.T. Daniels leaves USC. He's not the starter. He goes to Georgia where he can start. And does. Now right now he's banged up, so Stetson Bennett's the quarterback. Charlie Brewer leaves Baylor, goes to Utah. He does start, gets replaced. What does he do? Enters the transfer portal. I've told the Peyton Ramsey story many times. Last game before the pandemic hit, Penn State's playing at Northwestern in basketball. I'm in the lobby of the Omni Hotel in Evanston. I just checked in. Now I'm going to get in the elevator and go up, and it's, you know, The elevators at this hotel are usually a log jam. So I'm standing next to this guy who's got a backpack on, and the backpack says Gator Bowl. And Indiana just played Tennessee in the Gator Bowl. And I said, I looked over, I go, I said, you look like Peyton Ramsey. He goes, yeah. And I told him what I did. He goes, oh, wow. And Ramsey had played a really, really good game against Penn State that year. And his parents were there. So I was kidding around with his parents because – the parents had named their sons after NFL quarterbacks. So he was named Peyton after Peyton Manning. They, his brothers drew after Drew Bledsoe and, the, and so forth. And he was there on his trip to visit Northwestern because he was transferring out of Indiana. Now, why was Peyton Ramsey transferring out of Indiana? Because Tom Allen had made the decision he wanted Michael Penix to be the starting quarterback. Okay. And that's why Peyton Ramsey transferred. And he transferred, he picked a great situation because Northwestern was really struggling at quarterback. Remember, Hunter Johnson had transferred as a five-star out of Clemson to Northwestern because he couldn't beat out Trevor Lawrence. And Johnson's never been able to get any traction in Northwestern. But Ramsey came in, boom, and started right away, got Northwestern into the Big Ten championship game. The whole deal. Had a terrific season last year. But that's why he transferred, because Panix was going to be the starter. Ramsey did not transfer to Northwestern to be the backup nobody transfers to be the backup I mean I can go long, chapter and verse across the board of people who have transferred Finley did not transfer from LSU to Auburn to be the backup did you see the look in his face when they put him into the LSU game and they took him out he look in the face of the sideline he thought he was going to be the guy the rest of the way He did not transfer to Auburn to back up Bo Nix. He's backing up Bo Nix, but it's not why he transferred. Brown, you're going to see Brown play for um, Oregon tonight. He left Boston College. Same story. He didn't transfer to Oregon to be the backup. He transferred to be the starter. Again, there's only one. So the idea, which is a very good question that people ask, it's a very good question about quarterbacks transferring and why didn't they get a transfer quarterback to be the backup? The vast majority of quarterbacks in college do not transfer with the idea they're going to be the backup. They transfer with the idea that they're going to be that team's starter. That that team has a need for a starting quarterback. That's why they picked that spot to go. Joe Milton was not going to be the starter at Michigan. He knew it. He transferred to Tennessee to be the starter. He started, but now has been replaced by by Herndon, who transferred from Virginia Tech to Tennessee to be the starter. Now Mild's back up again. But these guys all transferred with the idea they're going to start. That's why they. That's why they're on the move. That's why there's so much. I mean, Tunga Viola, Talia Tunga Viola, did not leave Alabama to go to Maryland unless he thought he was going to start. Federal didn't leave Nebraska to go to Rutgers unless he thought he was going to be the starter. And sometimes it doesn't work. Russo left Temple to go to Michigan State. He thought he was going to start Peyton Thorne beat him out. But that's why guys transfer. When they're the quarterback, again, it's not like a defensive tackle or a wide receiver or it's playing in the secondary where you transfer, and they're playing secondary, you're playing six to eight guys all the time. Wide receiver, you're playing four to five guys all the time. Defensive tackle, you're playing four or five in a game, so you're going to get your reps, you're going to play. Even if you don't start, you're going to play a lot. Quarterback there's one. And that's why you see guys transfer. They transfer for a reason. They are trying to go from being the backup to being the starter, or they were the starter, and they're going to get replaced, and they want to go someplace else. Bringing somebody in saying, hey, look, we've got a starting quarterback, but, hey, you know, it's tough during the course of the season. You're going to be a backup. People aren't interested in hearing that. And put yourself in their shoes. What would you, what would you say if you're in their shoes? Man, I'm transferring for a reason. I want to start. That's why it's difficult to get a guy in the transfer portal with the idea that guy's going to be the backup quarterback. That's what makes it more difficult. We'll take a break. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK patronage. Hey, great to have you with us on a Friday. Brought to you by Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And We're in the Sunbury Motor Studio on this Friday, as we always are, every day. High school football tonight, Lewisburg, Shikalimmy this evening. Lewisburg, 100.9, the Valley, and also uh, Shikalimmy, on WKOK with Kevo and the Chief. It's great to have the Chief and Greg Wetzel on the show yesterday. It was great interplay between all of us yesterday. We had a lot of fun. It was a fun segment. And Sealing's Girls has been on a roll. They got Central Columbia tonight. And Sealing's Girls has been playing really good football lately. And that's going to be on Eagle 107. And uh, so we've got plenty of that coming up it's a bye week for Penn State football. No game tomorrow. No game for Illinois tomorrow either. Uh, Everybody has that bye week. So Penn State and Illinois both have the bye week. And Ohio State has a bye week too. They're off. Penn State will play them two weeks from tomorrow in Columbus. Uh, But next week will be Illinois, the homecoming game at noon. 1030 will be the airtime here on WKOK. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street and Sunbury at the Beverage Supermarket. Imports domestics microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day at the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All the Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Final half hour coming up. Great to have you with us today from the Sunbury Motors Studio on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Right, Bucknell football tomorrow at Fordham at uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow on 100.9 The Valley. Doug Birdsong will be there. I'm trying to – who's the other guy? Oh, he, eh, Doug's so good you, you forget the other guy exists. What the heck? Who is that guy? Yeah, that's uh, at Fordham tomorrow. It's, hey, look. See if they can break through. It's a young team. Got a lot of guys banged up. It's, you know, it's – not easy when the margin of error is so doggone thin. That's why I talked to Dave uh, Chicchini about a Monday show. I was like, yeah, it's like the margin. I like I look, when you've done this as long as I have, I've been around teams that had a margin of error where you can take your hands and you can spread them out, and your wingspan is the margin of error. And I've been around some teams where the margin of error is, and you hold your thumb and your index finger close together and right now that's where Bucknell is unfortunately they're in that margin of error where they don't have to play perfect but they can't afford the big mistake youth and because of injuries very young and just where they are at the moment that's where they are at the moment now they are gonna be the whole time, but that's where they are at the moment. And and that's always that's that's tough when you're around, you know. And and Doug knows this. I mean, Doug knows when you're around a team with a small margin of error, and you're broadcasting it. They're broadcasting it. They're playing really well. They're playing really well. They're playing really well. And then, doggone it. Finally, that mistake happens. You're like, oh. And eight times out of ten, you feel like that quote mistake ended up being um, in a in a uh, sports term, a sports fatal mistake. You're like, ugh. And the team you're playing probably has that margin of error that's much wider than you do. It's a hard way to play. It's a hard way to live. When your margin of error is thin, it's a hard way to live. And it's a hard way to play. Man, it's a hard way to play. No getting around it. And ugh, painful. But hey, you know what? You practice, you get better, and you never know. You know, it, remember the question I asked yesterday to both, to all three, in fact, to Zach, Greg, and the Chief? The question I asked yesterday was there a moment for Sealands Grove to start with where there was a moment, a player, a sequence, where you just started to feel like everything was beginning to turn. I asked Greg about Lewisburg. Was there a moment or sequence where you just felt it started to turn? And it's something shickle me hasn't really felt yet. Which is a problem. I mean, you haven't quite felt it yet. You're like, ugh, it's a problem. Okay. Um, and that's... Yeah, that's where Bucknell is right now. Where you just And I've looked and I've done many, many games in my career. Again, where the margin of error was your wingspan and games where the team you're broadcasting, the margin of error, you're holding your index finger and your and your uh thumb a quarter to a half inch apart. And that is I mean, and that's unfortunate you know, it's just the way that it is at that particular moment and like, ugh like, ugh again, hard way to live hard way to live And you almost feel like when you're watching it, it does get to a point where you feel like you're waiting for it. And as the longer the game goes, you keep waiting for it, you keep waiting for it, and all of a sudden, boom. Hey, I'll give you two basketball examples where suddenly, like, you waited for it and it didn't happen. Ben Luber, and Ben, by the way, to his credit, has become a really good coach. So it was during his era, and he couldn't play a game at Rutgers. So you're gonna go out there and you're gonna play without your point guard. And Penn State was playing Rutgers, and Dick and I, Dick Girardi and I, had talked about, hey, look, this is how you you know, how you play a game like this. And again, because we've both seen a lot of games in our career. So you give everybody a perspective how you're gonna play. And I remember we both talked about in the pregame back and forth about how you play this game. Instead of the entirety of the forty minutes, because Penn State was—I mean, Rutgers was the prohibitive favorite. You play this game, media timeout to media timeout. You break it into segments, and as the game went, Penn State's doing okay, and Penn State's doing okay, and Penn State continued to do okay. And they get to halftime; they're still doing okay. In the second half, they're doing okay. In the second half, the next media timeout, they're playing a little bit better. And they're playing you know, They're doing okay Then they, they're playing The next media time they're playing better And they closed And they won Same thing with that Michigan game When when Michigan came in here Ranked second in the nation And they had Burke And they had Hardaway And those guys And they're second And they're the Prohibitive favorite Penn State had not won A Big Ten game I want to say this was 2013 And Penn State Hung in first half Hung in Hung in, hung in. Yeah, they fell a little bit behind, fell a little bit behind. Then the second half, they fall back by 14. Even though they played well, they were still down 14. Michigan was just that talented. And then all of a sudden, they hit a shot. And then they hit another shot. I think Jermaine Marshall's playing a great game this day. The late Jermaine Marshall. Then they hit another shot. They're playing defense. And now they get to the under four timeout, right? Penn State's right back in it, and Michigan, uncharacteristically, a team that is really talented, is starting to panic. Because it's one thing to like go, 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 and then you just kind of lay back a little bit and then to turn it back on. Ew. Turning it back on is not easy. Turning it back on is not easy. And Penn State ended up winning the game and beat second-ranked Michigan. It was a phenomenal moment for those people. Phenomenal moment for Penn State, phenomenal moment for the coaching staff, phenomenal moment for the players to do something like that. But they went in as the prohibitive underdog, and they were able to. They never made the big mistake that allowed the game to get away from them. And that is where Bucknell is right now. If they can go through and take care of it possession by possession, snap by snap, right? Keep themselves there with a chance. Then when you got you give yourself a chance you can get it done just like they did against Cornell gave themselves a chance got it done and that is you know when I I look at them I see that, that, that team with that small margin of error that had success and beat Cornell which is a great win at home at Christie and now you know they're fighting through that margin of error with a young team But then all of a sudden you get a day where you start to put it together and when you put it together and you win and everybody gains confidence from that, now you start to get yourself into a really good spot. Okay? So. Everyone knows I'm always been the quote, Eternal optimist, anyway, but that's that's me. That's me. And I just think you know that's why I, every game takes on its own personality. They all do, even though it, you know I I remember I asked Zach this yesterday, yesterday. Zach showers about Seals Grove, and I says there are formula? He says well they really have kind of been the same. They may all seem like the same, but they're not. Every game takes on its own personality. You know, you got to maybe drive the ball further one day. You get a short field because you get takeaways. You don't get any takeaways, but you know, but you dominate the line of scrimmage, or you know, you know it, they're all different. No two games are alike, and that's something you discover in this job right away. Because, I mean, you as fans watch games, but I'm at every game and see every play of every game. You know, I don't tune it, tune out, go, you know, go outside, cut the yard. I don't tune out, go make a sandwich, whatever maybe. may be. Because I, mean, I know when I'm home watching games, I'll go out and cut the yard. And I know I'll go out and I'll get a sandwich or, you know, whatever. You know, so I'll miss some plays here and there, games I'm watching. I mean, there'll be a few i miss tomorrow. Uh, because, you know, I want to get out and go out and do something and just kind of kick back for a weekend. But so I'll miss some plays. Well, when you're doing the play-by-play, you don't miss any place. That way you, you know, that way you sit there there and you talk about how um every game has its own personality and is different. That's an absolute fact. Certain things happen the same way, but you they all have their own personality, every one of them and that's what uh, to me that's part of what makes sports fun there are a lot of elements that make sports fun that's one of them well, you sit back and like you know, they're all different and that's actually pretty cool that they're all different Tomorrow I mentioned Kentucky and uh, and see Kentucky is going to play uh, Georgia tomorrow. And a weekend like this, that's kind of like the big game. Uh, it's not uh, you know, it really is not a weekend of marquee games. Alabama is going to play Mississippi State. That game is going to be in Starkville, so. For one of the few times in recent years, they've got a bounce-back game. Mississippi State's been playing pretty well. But we'll see how it ends up playing out. And, of course, we mentioned Georgia-Kentucky. And the Big Ten, not a lot of big games. I mean, I think Michigan's off this weekend, too. Michigan's going to play at Northwestern, or is going to host Northwestern next weekend. And Iowa's got Purdue tomorrow. And that's a kinnick, and then and then I think they get a bye week, and it's interesting because that bye week, just as a supplement, uh, the lawsuit that was filed by former players against Iowa, which includes accusations about how they were treated by the coaching staff, um, that's not over. And what happened was that the players and their attorney wanted the Iowa coaching staff to be deposed for depositions during the bye week. And Iowa challenged that, and a judge said, no, it's okay, you can do it in January. So they'll be able to get through the regular season, and then in January they'll have their deposition. So believe me, they still have that hanging over their heads. But at least they they have a reprieve and don't have to talk about it before attorneys until January. All right, we'll take a break. One final break. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. You should see the suit moonwalk to this. It's always such a feature at the holiday party. I mean, Tony, you know the feeling. It's yeah. Somebody like you probably just wants to bury his face in his hands, going, I can't watch this. I I don't blame you at all, Tony. Don't blame. Me. Suit Chief tonight. Lewisburg. YouTube channel has it tonight. Uh I love that. I love that feature. That feature, I, I love that feature. Man. Uh, f- you want to talk about this station always comes up with something that's different and cutting edge. I mean, even starting with this show, doing the show on location like this with me being in State College. Um, but they always come up with something. You know, the podcast with the Phillies was phenomenal. All right. It's just great. Well, this YouTube deal, man, a lot. I think this is one of the great, I mean, for me, I'm on the road at Iowa last week. I'm watching the YouTube channel. I'm trying to keep up to date on what's going on with everybody, you know, with our teams. Um, And (laughs) this is great. I mean, where you get your hometown announcers doing the game. And the Sugar Limby broadcast is going to be on the YouTube channel tonight. Um, then, of course, Lewisburg's on 100.9 in the Valley. But the YouTube channel is going to be the Shook broadcast. And Eagle 107 has Central Columbia at Sealands Grove. And, again, the YouTube channel is that. I think that is... It's a three-camera shoot. This is like like one guy like following everything around. It's a three-camera shoot. It's really, really good. It's well done. Other games tonight scheduled. Milton is at Shemokin. Danville at Jersey Shore. Hughesville at Southern Columbia. Warrior runs at Bloomsburg. Mount Carmel's at Loyal Sock. Montoursville's at Midwest. Lime Mountain at North Mansfield. Central Mountain's at Mifflinburg. Milton is at Muncie tonight. Columbia Montour Votek is at uh, Cowanuska Valley. State College is home tonight with Carlisle. Belfont's at Baldy Uh Everett is at Penns Valley and Tyrone is at phillipsburg Osceola. Those are some of the games that are on tap tonight across the area. But that YouTube channel is phenomenal. It's Chickalemi-Lewisburg tonight, so you're going to have the WKOK broadcast on that. And then if you want to hear Greg and the guys on 100.9 The Valley, they got Lewisburg. And then Sealand's Grove Central Columbia at Sealand's Grove tonight. It's not only on Eagle 107, but it's also on the, the YouTube channel. That's phenomenal. And, by the way, Eagle 107 is the SBC, Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation Sports Live YouTube channel. And for Shigalumi Lewisburg on the WKOK Sports YouTube channel. In case you don't get out there tonight. It's a beautiful night for games, too. Well, we've kind of had kind of an odd day here, what it was. Really odd. I mean, been, you know been nice most of the day, and all of a sudden we get to the sapphire. You know, it hasn't rained here yet, but like we've had th- like thunder and lightning north of here near Belfast. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? But you know, I think the weather for the games tonight should be pretty good based on what I'm seeing here. Um, And there's nothing like Friday night high school football. Nothing like it. Mentioned it once, mentioned it a thousand times. Just uh, phenomenal high school football is on a Friday night. This state, really special, our area really special, by the way, when it comes to high school football. I was checking the radar right here. Well, radar's pretty interesting, as a matter of fact. Um suit's going 72 on uh, Route fifteen. Oh, wrong radar. Sorry. <laughs> no, no showers here. That's good. That's great. No showers here. Here in State College, yes, but that's passed through. But it's not, it's moving northeast. It's not going toward Sealand's Grove, Sunbury, Milton, anywhere. It's not, you know, it looks like everybody's in a clear in the Valley tonight, which is phenomenal. So have a good time at the high school games. You can't make the chick lewisburg game. It's on the WKOK YouTube channel. Uh, While the broadcast, the radio broadcast starts at 6.30, YouTube starts at 7.00. Same story with Sealance Grove. Their YouTube on the SBC YouTube channel starts at uh, 7 o'clock as well. we got Central Columbia tonight. I think, you know, it's... It's a great way, I mean, believe me, for me, it's a great way for me to stay in touch and watch the games. Today's show's been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sudbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Stock up for the weekend now. Wine coolers, water, soft Drink snacks, they roast their peanuts freshen out every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All the brewers outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keir, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, your home for Chickaloni football. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.